Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We took a couple weeks off, but the Mars boys are back in town. I got my best friend and good good host, Nolan Robinson. Noel? What's going on, guys? Just rolled back here, ready for another podcast with my boy, Dugan. We sure are. And we got a nice, nice, nice episode up ahead for you guys. Um, we are going to cover the divisional round for the NFL playoffs and it's going to be it's a couple interesting games nolan it's not uh not uh, a lot uh not a lot to say but a lot to say and nonetheless right for sure i'm definitely uh fully interested in all the games this week absolutely uh first game we're going to start off with is the indianapolis colts going to the kansas city chiefs saturday afternoon 4:35 kickoff um just a little recap for you guys we'll go back to the wild card weekend week before um, the Colts played the Texans in Houston, came away with a 21-7 victory. Um, honestly, no, I was very impressed. Andrew Luck came out, played well early, um, 222 yards, a couple touchdowns, did have a pick, um, but he really he really handled the pressure and everything that Houston gave, and especially on the road, too. There's always a lot going on for a team like that. Yeah, for sure. It was they definitely showed up in a big spot there. Uh, I mean, really, I didn't see Houston show up to the game. They didn't look like they were there to play. Nobody really showed up in the first half, and they just dominated. <clears throat> Marlon Mack had a great game, uh, so we'll expect to see something else probably this week. Andrew Luck's just been very consistent in getting uh, his uh, yards this week. I mean, this year. So we'll definitely. Uh, See if they can show up again against the Chiefs. Yeah, I was going to say Mac was huge for them. I mean, 24 carries, 148 yards, over six yards a carry. Did have a touchdown as well. Um, let's be honest, though. I think the biggest story is the fact that the Colts' offensive line has just been very sound um, for the last stretch of the season. Remember, we talked a couple weeks ago, and I told you, I said the hottest team at that time was the Houston Texans. But I told you, look out for the Indianapolis Colts. They've just been on a tear after their what one in five start, I think it was, and they've just been on a tear since then. And if you look at it from them as a whole offensively, I mean, it's been Andrew Luck, it's been Marlon Mack, it's been Eric Ebron, T.Y. Hilton. When he's healthy, has been productive again. He had ten targets in the game. He had five for eighty-five. Um, Inman was also good for them. Four catches, fifty-three yards, and a touchdown. And of course, Ebron found the end zone as well. I mean, it's the guys that are consistent every week for this team. They've been there for the last nine or ten weeks for the Colts, and it's been impressive. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and coming up this week, going against a weak defensive team, I mean, we don't know what to expect, but it, it could be very nice for their uh, offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so looking at this matchup with the Chiefs, obviously the Chiefs have their problems defensively. Um, I would say the one thing, though, you have to look out for is the Chiefs' pressure. The Chiefs do a very good job of getting pressure on quarterbacks. Um, they're one of the top teams in the NFL in sacks. Um, what's the number, No, I think it's the sack rate is there at 8%, um, an adjusted sack rate, which is one of the highest in the NFL. Um, and it's just it's it's impressive, the, the ability they can to get uh, pressure on the quarterback. I think Luck is going to have his hands full with that, but I think Luck has the ability, though, to get outside the pocket, make a play on with his feet, and also look downfield for guys like Hilton and Inman and Ebron and those guys. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure, but, I mean, 
if you take a look back at the Houston last week, they have a great defensive line looking at Jadavian Clowney and J.J. Uh, Watt. They were able to withstand some pretty pa- pretty hard power there. So, I mean, if they can handle that, then they could probably handle the Chiefs just as well. We'll just have to see how it, how it goes. Yes, yeah. Um, big picture, Chiefs have been historically bad recently at home in the playoffs. Um I think this is a different story, though. Patrick Mahomes has a, is a different player. It's a different team. It's a different leadership now. Listen, the Chiefs are bound to win a home playoff game. It's just going to happen. Arrowhead is not an easy place to win. I know the last time the Colts were there in the playoffs when Peyton Manning was the quarterback, they came back and won that game in a, in a shootout. I think there's there's going to be a lot of up and ups and downs in this game. I think if you look at a big picture, Mahomes is going to make plays. And it's whether or not he can avoid the turnovers, avoid the sacks, avoid a big mistake, but he's going to make big plays. Um, Tyreek Hill is a big-time target. He's a threat. They've done a good job even without Kareem Hunt. I know it was kind of the question of, like, where would they go? Who would fill in? I mean, Spencer Ware was good for a week or two, then got hurt. I know he's, what, questionable again this week, so we don't know what what's going to happen with that. Yeah, I mean, even with that, I mean, they had that other guy, that Williams. Damian was, Williams, yeah, yeah. he was doing pretty good as well, so I don't think they'll see a problem there, uh, depending if we see where run it or not. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think if you look at it, um, the Chiefs do a good job of just getting that tempo offense. Um, they're one of the higher-ranked teams in the league in terms of being able to get snaps off quickly. I think you got to keep the Colts on their heels. When you're at home, you need to be aggressive, especially in the playoffs. You need to kind of have that edge of saying, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this, and we're going to put a team on their heels and kind of get them falling from behind, trailing early. You know what I mean? So the, the Chiefs want to jump ahead. They want to get up 10 nothing, 14 nothing, something like that, and make Andrew Luck kind of feel that pressure of, hey, listen, this is a different game now on the road in this environment, how can you handle it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's for sure. There's some adversity to overcome on both sides of this. If the Chiefs defense can show up, then we'll definitely see a very interesting game. Um, And as well as if Mahomes can put up the numbers he has been, it looks like he'll uh, do that. Yeah. So uh, who are you uh, looking at for taking in this game with the spread at five and a half i believe for the yeah chiefs. so the spreads at five five and a half somewhere in that ballpark i like the chiefs at home by at least six maybe seven i'm gonna say in a game where it's like i'm gonna say like 38 31 i'm gonna go big time shootout here i'm gonna say the chiefs defense doesn't make enough plays to slow them down i'm gonna say they jump early colts come back make it close make it interesting but the chiefs pull away late 38-31. So I like the over in this game, too, which is at 57. It's just high. It's a high over, but I like it. I like this game in a shootout, and I like the Chiefs at home. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely liking your style there, uh, except for the fact that I think the Colts will somehow come to Arrowhead, and they'll uh, manage to take it out and just pull out a shootout as well. I, I told you pre-show uh, 38-28, I predicted. So uh, that's my final score. I think uh, Andrew Luck goes for 400 yards probably. Oh, wow. It's going to be a a pretty insane day. I also think Mack will show up again with a lot of receptions, probably two reception touchdowns and Hilton with one as well. So Mm. a a bold prediction there, but uh, I very very much like it. Well, I like your honesty, Noah. I mean, 
you did say before the show started that you did like the Colts by 10. I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I think if Mahomes struggles and makes a couple mistakes in the game, yes, I could see that happening. I just think that this team, this Chiefs team, is destined to win a home playoff game. I don't necessarily think that I'm going to say that they're going to go to the Super Bowl and they're going to win it all. I'm not saying that. I just think at some point this team needs to win a home playoff game. I think this is the year that they do that at least for one week. We'll see what happens with the rest of the teams and what, what, what goes on. But I just I just feel like this team is destined enough to do it at least for week one. Um, but I, like I said, it'll be a shootout. It's going to be a high-scoring game. We don't know what's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of a lot of fireworks. For sure. Um, Definitely uh, probably my game of the week, I'd say. I would say so. Although, I think all four games are good. I think uh, all no, four games are good. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, the next game on Saturday, Noel. Saturday night, we get the Cowboys at the Rams. Um, looking back on the week before, Dallas at home took care of Seattle 24-22 in what was a very interesting end of the game. Go for two. Don't go for two. Let's uh, botch the spread. A lot of people upset about that. Um, listen, Dallas defensively has done a lot of very good things. They've done a good job of kind of slowing certain teams down, stopping the run, um, getting pressure. I mean, Russell Wilson, a good game. He was efficient, 18-27, 233 yards, just one touchdown. He was sacked once, but there was no running game for the for the Seahawks. 24 carries for 73 yards. They averaged three yards a carry. They didn't do much. Yeah. You know, I mean, Chris Carson had 13 carries for 20 yards. That was a dude that was putting up big numbers the last couple weeks for the Seahawks. I think you saw with the Cowboys, what they can do is they slow down the run. They make you one-dimensional. It's not exactly what certain teams want to do. Looking at a big picture, I think Dallas has the formula to be competitive in any game because of their defense. Yeah, I mean, I've watched their defense multiple times, and I've said on podcasts before that the Dallas defense is one to watch out for. I mean, they've made some uh, huge plays, and putting away the Seahawks is a big accomplishment. And I really think that uh, we could see an interesting game here. But, um, I mean, looking back at last week, uh, they definitely slowed down their running game so much, and that could be a big factor for Gurley if we uh, see that again. So... We'll just have to see. Yeah, I mean, um, looking at the Dallas offensively, Zeke last week, 26 carries, 137 yards and a touchdown, 5.3 yards a carry. Um, the dude's efficient. I mean, the offensive line, as we all know, is always good. Um, I think if you look at it, though, this team coming into the game on the road, how do they fare? I mean, here's the thing about L.A., L.A., when they play at home, isn't really a home field advantage because they're not really bought into the Rams coming back to L.A. yet. There'll be a lot of Dallas fans there. It's going to be an interesting environment. I'm intrigued to see how they play. I don't know how Jared Goff with these guys, if they play with the same kind of confidence and swagger that they've been playing with. Um, Arrested Gurley, who's now supposedly healthy. Is he as efficient as he has been throughout the season? I mean, it's just one of those things where you look at it and you go, Listen, he hasn't played in a long time, and it's just like where, where do you go if if Todd Gurley is not a hundred percent? Are the Rams good enough to win? And that that's a kind of a curious question right now, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something that like it's gonna be a big factor. I mean, <clears throat> sorry, 
my throat was a little caught up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, if you look at Dallas, they're like the highest run heavy team in the league, and it could be a huge, huge um, thing if he uh, if they can get a run game established. Because um, looking at, I don't, I don't really like Dak that that much. They don't have too many targets. I mean, obviously they got Cooper. He's been making some big plays for them, but. I just think that the Rams good at they're very good at home, and Dallas is not as good on the road, and it could definitely be a, t- a blowout type game. Yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm curious to see then is um, if Dak and Amari are able to connect on a couple big plays, how do the Rams respond to that? You know how do they how do they handle adversity? Let's just say Dallas goes ahead by ten points. Let's just say early on, maybe can the Rams respond? It's it's weird because I feel like when the Rams are in control of games, they look great. You know what I mean? Like Sean McVay and those dudes, they when the when the game is going in their style and the game plan is going to their script, they look amazing. But what happens when things flip and it goes the other way? What happens when they? face adversity and they have to kind of come out and go okay now we got to change so change up what we got to do you know i mean what our game plan now isn't working we have to adjust to this and see how things go i'll tell you this dallas is going to give them different looks in this game that they're not ready to see it's going to be interesting i know the rams are what a seven point favorite in the game i'm torn because i don't know if i like the line i think i like the rams but i don't know if i like them by seven yeah i'm I I definitely see what you mean there. Uh, the Rams, if they get out of control, it could be a rough one. And Dallas just seems to do that to teams, and they can definitely get their offense out of out of sync. And it, if they can't establish a run game with Gurley or get the pass game going with Goff, then it definitely could be a shootout type game. Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree. I mean, it it it'll be interesting to see. I like I said, I do like this game has been t- torn between me. I would say that I like the Rams, but by three points, I'm going to say, I'm going to say like three or four. I'm going to say like, I'm going to say like 24-20. So I'm going to say it goes under. I'm not going to touch the game. That's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I don't want to, I don't want to touch the game, but if I had to touch it, I'd say the Rams 24-20. So I like the under. So if you're paying attention and you want to go the under on this game, I would say lean toward the under because of Dallas Stevens. And remember the Rams defense is good. And Dominican Sue, Aaron Donald, they have the secondary with Talib and Peters. They have the guys that can do this. And remember, Dak is not an all-star. He's not going to just make the deep throws all the time and be persistent and, and be consistent with everything. He's going to make mistakes at some point in this game. I think this game is a little bit more low-scoring than what people think. Yeah, um, I definitely like your prediction there. Uh Dallas and the Rams have a very stoppable defense, and Goff has seemed to struggle at times. I mean, he's definitely had games where he's put up very low numbers for what he's expected, and if we see that kind of game, then I could even see the Cowboys possibly taking one out. Uh, I'd definitely stick with the under as well if you're looking to uh, go with that, Um, but I do not see the Rams covering their spread this week. I just don't think uh, Gurley's healthy enough, and... I just I don't know if they can uh, put up the uh, numbers against the Dallas defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say a sneaky play here, Noel. I'm gonna go if you're doing daily fantasy, Brandon Cooks this week though. I, Robert Woods has been the consistent target. I think Dallas tries to pinpoint him, taking him out of the game. I'm gonna say Brandon Cooks surprisingly has a good game. I'm watch out for Cooks this game. 
yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely like that. Um, if I had to go for a sneaky pick, I'd probably just go for Zeke. I mean, it's not like that sneaky because people like mm-hmm. obviously are going to pick him and he's a top running back, but I just think he's going to get a lot of carries and if that becomes a factor that could just take over the game. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, all right, so that covers the Saturday games, which I think will be great. I think this whole weekend, I think the games will be good. I mean, last weekend we saw a lot of great games. Um, Sunday afternoon, the first game of Sunday, the L.A. Chargers going to the New England Patriots at 105 on Sunday. Just recapping, Noel, the Chargers did go to Baltimore last weekend and held on. They were up 23-3, and then they allowed Lamar Jackson and company to come back, score a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter to make it 23-17. Interesting game. Are the Chargers and Phillip Rivers, are they destined to make a run to the Super Bowl? Because that's the one thing that Phillip Rivers doesn't have on his resume right now is, listen, the guy's put up great numbers in his career. He's been consistent, but no Super Bowl appearance for this man. Is this a team that has a possibility of making it, Noel? Um, I mean, I'm looking right now, and I see a 7-1 away record. But uh, I also do know that the Patriots were undefeated this week at home. I mean, this year at home. So it's definitely a tightly contest there. But if you look to how the Chargers performed last week at the end of their game, I didn't really see a Charger team that was uh, looking like the playoff team to me. I mean, their defense looked pretty pretty strong in the beginning, but... Letting, allowing those uh, late numbers could uh, be a factor against the Patriots team who's been to the playoffs now like nine years straight mm-hmm. with a first round by. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I think for the Chargers' sake, listen, Phillip, he needs to put something on his like resume in terms of that moment where it's like, hey, listen, this guy's taking it over the hump. I mean, Drew Brees finally did. Peyton obviously has. I mean, there's been guys in that era – um, Aaron Rodgers has. I think Phillip is right there with those guys in terms of, hey, he has great numbers statistically, but it's like where are the where's the playoff success? I think this could be the year where maybe he makes that leap and bound. I'm not going to say the Chargers are going. I'm not going to do that yet. I'm not going to make a spoiler pick or anything like that. But I will say, I will say the Chargers defense has set them up for success. Where Phillip takes care of the ball. Melvin Gordon is healthy and effective. I think this team is capable of staying in there with New England. Here's the here's the here's the kicker with this. If the Patriots go up by more or I should say if they go up by two scores or more, this game is over. They will not come back against the Patriots at home. So the for for this for LA to have a chance, for the Chargers to have a chance, they need to they need to keep this game within a score or two on either end of it, whether they're up or behind, to have a chance. Yeah, um, I, I do like that prediction. I mean, Patriots never seem to blow a game or even let a game get out of their control. Um, my prediction, I think this week, I think the Patriots will, depending on how the tempo of the game's going, I think they're going to slow it down and just can try to control the ball, control the clock as much as they can. Uh, just keep it in their favor the whole time. They just have a way of controlling the game with the way they play and making sure that they have the time of possession they need and the the, the lead that they can hold on to. And I, I think it will stay close because uh, obviously the Chargers are here to put up a fight. I mean, it's going to it's gonna be a tough game, but 
I definitely think I'd take the Patriots in a close one. Um, we have an over-under of uh, 46. Um, I'd probably take the over just by a little bit. Um, probably a 30-23 prediction uh, would be my would be my go on this. On the Patriots, yeah. I mean, I think I, I could see that happening. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. Um, in terms of myself touching this game, I just touched the over on it because, like I said, I think it, it will be slightly higher scoring than I think people give or people are assuming this will be. Um, Patriots defense is good but not great. I think in order for Phillip and those guys to have a shot, they know they have to score some points. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. I really do. I, 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 I'm intrigued to see how they respond on the road in New England with this L.A. team. Um, I will say this. In order to present a challenge to Brady, they got to get pressure on him. I think, I think they have to get um, – they need to bring five or six guys on most possessions or most plays um, just to give him a different sort of element. Make him play um, under duress. You know, if you give if you give Tom time, like uh, you've seen Pittsburgh done in the past, where in playoff games he just had time to just sit in the pocket and pick guys apart, he did it. The, the Chargers can't do that. If they do that, he's going to pick them apart, regardless of who he has out at wideout. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Um, the Chargers at home, or uh, excuse me, the Patriots at home, they are tough, like you said. I, it'll be interesting to see. I think if the Patriots can run the ball effectively, they win the game. If White, Burkhead, Sony Michelle, if they're able to get any kind of success on the ground, Patriots win by two scores easily. If they can't run the ball well, and they're forcing Tom to pass the ball on majority of the possessions. Watch out because I think the Chargers have a better shot of winning this game. It's going to be very close. Um, I'm going to lean towards the Patriots. Like I said, I, I picked the over on this game. I like the over, but if I had to pick a winner, I like the Patriots very close. I'm going to say like 31-28, something in that, in that ballpark. All right. I like it. Yeah. All right, Noel. So let's go to the last game for the divisional round. Um, maybe possibly the most intriguing game, even though I think on paper it looks like the most lopsided game, right? Because yeah, if you sure. think about it, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to the New Orleans Saints Sunday afternoon. Um, just to recap, the Eagles went to Chicago, in which I thought they would do, and they won 16-15 on a ridiculous kick at the end of the game. What bar does it hit? Does it hit every bar? Is it tipped? Is it not tipped? Who knows? The Eagles did win. That's all we do know is that they won 16-15. Listen, Nick Foles somehow, someway, finds a way to win playoff games. He was 25 of 40 for 266, two touchdowns but two picks. He was sacked once. Um, The Eagles did not run the ball well at all. They averaged 1.8 yards a carry. They had 42 yards. Um, Ah. I just I don't know I I I'm not sure that the Nick Foles magic continues I just don't know if it's there still in the back I thought it would be, happen for Week One in the playoffs I just don't know that it would happen this round Noel. Yeah I mean I definitely wasn't expecting the outcome that we saw but uh, you could definitely see it see it coming with a banged up Bears offense they just didn't show up completely and they blew a couple of chances and with uh. That clutch timeout at the end actually saved mm-hmm. saved a a game loss there, but um <clears throat> yeah looking at Nick Foles I mean 
it's, it's crazy to see how he can uh, pull these games out. But he does have a lot of weapons. I mean, you can never count out, like, his offensive players he got. And, I mean, the Saints defense, I mean, they're not they're not the best defense in the league. We can tell you that. I mean, with uh, all his options, Alshon, Ertz, Ertz being one he doesn't target as much, but definitely could be a factor in the game for sure, being the uh, one of the best tight ends in the league there. But... um. I don't know. I mean, I I definitely agree with you on the fact that it's going to be a a tough one to say that the Eagles could actually come out with a victory again. But I definitely could see them putting up a diff, uh, a fight that uh, we might not see. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think uh, it's interesting because, like you said, you don't know what Eagles team is going to show up because if Nick Foles keeps playing the way that he has the last handful of weeks, it it could be an interesting game. Listen, the the Saints are an eight-point favorite. I, that is a lot of points, and I'm 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 a little hesitant. I like the Saints, but I don't know if I like them by eight. I took I took the spread, but I just don't know if I like. I'm I'm nervous to say that I don't know if the if the Eagles could keep this game close, and that's that's why I'm kind of up in the air. I will say this: the Saints obviously at home are very good, especially in the playoffs. They've been very sound. It's gonna be an interesting. It's gonna be an interesting take for it. I will say this. The Saints do much better offensively when Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara are both involved offensively. Both of those guys, I don't say they need to be effective, but when both are effective, they become very difficult to defend. Michael Thomas has been a threat all year. Ted Ginn, you have options. Um, I would say that if you're Drew Brees, you're just kind of looking for, you know, do you need... Do you need another guy to step up, or are you capable of of making those plays um, consistently with just those guys? You know, do you need a do you need another option besides Ginn and, and Thomas to to step up? I don't know if you do, but I will say that at home the Saints are very tough. This is going to be interesting. It's going to be tough for the Eagles. It's going to be very tough. Yeah, I mean, I just I just keep looking at this game and I. Definitely see the Saints uh, <clears throat> as a huge favorite here. Obviously, I mean the eight-point favorite. That's a that's definitely a lot. Eight-point spread. I mean it's definitely a lot, and I do think they'll be able to ca- uh, cover it, even though the Eagles tend to keep games close. But I just I don't know. I think the Eagles' run here is over, and they di- they didn't look like the strongest team this year for sure. And I just don't don't think they'll be able to put up a fight against the Saints. They just seem to be able to take that uh talent away from you yeah no i, I agree um sneaky play we'll go with sneaky play in this game i'm gonna say no nelson aguilar sneaky play for the eagles this game i watch him to have somewhat of an interesting game because here's what i here's what i see happening one nick Foles does not look for zach Ertz as much as he should if carson wentz is in this game it's a different story because Ertz is targeted like 90 percent of the time when wentz plays if Foles is at quarterback, it's a different story. He looks for Alshon, and I think the Saints look to take Alshon out of it. I watched Nelson Aguilar to have a pretty good game for them for a daily fantasy purpose. Um, I think I think that that could be a decent play for him. Yeah, I, I like that one. I I definitely could see that being a, a great play. And I'm going to take for my play. I I think I will take one of the guys you said that has to show up here. 
And uh, Mark Ingram, I think he definitely should be a player that might get targeted if Kamara doesn't step up as much as he should. Yeah, yeah, that's a good play too, especially at the value that he's at. I mean, he could he could be a guy that gets a couple rushing touchdowns in the game, especially to get close to the goal line too. Listen, the Saints are going to move the ball against Philly. That will happen for sure. They will move the ball between each 20-yard line. It's just whether or not they're able to score touchdowns or not. Um, but they will move the ball against Philly. That will happen. Will Lutz as a kicker could be a good play for the Saints. That'd be a nice little sneaky play, maybe. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, whatever yeah. you're playing, just yeah, it might be it might be a nice one there. Yeah, that could be a good play as well. Um, I think so. Okay, we'll go back real quick. Give me one more. Give me a sneaky play for the Patriots Chargers game. No, who do you like in that? For uh, um, give me somebody under the radar that people aren't thinking about. I honestly I like Rex Burkhead. Uh okay. I mean he he seems to he seems to show up and get a touchdown or two like when you want, aren't expecting it and he's not really one you'd seem to target as seeing where the other players are you can grab there with being Gordon or uh Gurley or whoever you want to grab but mm-hmm. I don't know I like Rex Burkhead here. How about Mike Williams for the Chargers? That's, that's not a bad play. That's not a bad play at all. Here's here's why I like that. I just think that in this situation this game Phillip's going to go for some big big time plays. I think Mike Williams is your big time target in that situation. Watch Mike to have an interesting game in that situation because everyone knows Keenan Allen what he can do. But watch Mike Williams though. Watch him to sort of kind of sneak his way in and make a couple plays. Um, what was the other one? We we didn't do uh, the Colts Chiefs. I think that was the other one we didn't get we didn't get to. Give me a give me a sneaky play in the Colts Chiefs game, Noel. All right. Um... I like I think for a huge favorite if you're playing if you're playing like all the all the games I'd go for Dontrell Inman just because if if TY doesn't catch the touchdowns uh it's normally Inman where you see getting the grabs and if they cover TY in this game I mean he's their next target and he's been a great he's been a great player that's been under the radar right now and he's been making some big plays. Mhm. I agree with that. Um I'm going to say with it being a playoff game, and it's not a sneaky play, but I think this is a play that you should make. I think Travis Kelsey has a big day only because I think Pat relies more on him this game because it's a playoff game, and I think he wants to go with that safe target. Listen, Tyreek's going to get opportunities. Whether he makes the catches or not will be, you know, you'll see. But I think Travis Kelsey, even though even though he's a focal point, I know the Colts are going to kind of find their way to make sure they try to cut him out. I think Mahomes finds ways to get him the ball in this game, and I think he makes big enough plays down the stretch. Whether it's in the red zone or not, we'll find out. But I think he makes enough big plays for them down the stretch. So it's not really a sneaky play, but I just I think Travis Kelsey has a shot in this game to make a big make a big impact. All right. Yeah, I'm 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 with you there. Yeah. Uh, wait, did we do sneaky plays for the Dallas and Rams one, or? I think we did. Well, I did. Yeah, yeah. It was yours. Mine was Cooks. Yours was Zeke, right? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. go with that. Yours wasn't. Yours wasn't very sneaky, but mine mine I mean, was sneakier. Yeah, I mean. Okay, okay. <laughs> if I had to change it up, actually. Yeah. Hold on. Let me give me. Yeah. If you want to give me a sneakier one, that's fine. I'm I'm okay with it. I just I just want to know. No. Okay. You know how we saw show up, Blake Jarwin. Okay. Caught two touchdowns. Okay. And, I mean, obviously you're not going to really think look at Blake Jarwin and think this is going to be a factor, but right. like I said before, they don't have many targets. Uh, they have Amari Cooper who's been getting this amazing, but 
Cole Beasley, he's not a good player. Michael Gallup. Cole Beasley's a good player? If we I had mean, Cole it, on the show right now, I think he'd tell you otherwise <laughs> okay, he's okay, not a good okay. player. He's, he's a decent player, but he doesn't make the plays that you right. like to see. I mean, he, he drops a lot of balls. And Michael Gallup doesn't get the targets that you would see in for a fan. How about the catch purpose. that Gallup made, though, in the in the wild card game? Yeah, he made a great just, catch. Just comparing him to other wide receivers. I know. Is what I'm saying okay. it's not it's not one I'd go for. But if you're trying to sneak a tight end there, yeah, I'd say Blake Jarwin, cheap play. Yeah, he's definitely worth it. Okay, good. All right. So I think we have Eli and now Cole Beasley <laughs> on the Nolan Robinson hate list now. Um, I, listen, if either one of those guys wants to get on the show and just talk to you, Nolan, and just tell you how they feel about you and what you're saying, I, I'm okay with it. I, I, I want to hear what their opinions are about. I, I was just, I was just saying that. <laughs> well, you told Eli to retire, and you just okay, told Cole would, that he wasn't still, very good. I still go with that. All right. But, um, well, Eli's coming back. Just so you know, he's not. He, he's not retiring. He yet. needs to retire. Okay. <laughs> well, all right, Noel. So that was this weekend divisional round. A lot of good stuff. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be an interesting weekend. I think there's a lot of things that could happen. Um, who knows? Chalk could hold. Upsets could happen. You never really know. This is why the playoffs are as interesting as they are. Um, we'll see. I mean, we got some good parlay action going on, like you said. I mean, you have some good stuff going on. Who knows? It could be a big money weekend. We could lose everything. I'm not really sure. Yeah. All right, do you want to say what your parlay is? or? I mean, my parlay. Yeah, I could, I can, I can cover that for. Should we go over our parlays? Yeah, let's just let, you know let the fans know what's going on because I we think might, we might give them an idea. I mean, I listen wanna, even if they want to use it. I mean, why not? Right, right, right. Um, do you have yours? You have yours up. Yeah, right? here. Go ahead. Go start. This, start with yours. So this is the parlay I'm going to go for this weekend. I, I think I'm going to stick with this. I haven't put it in yet, but I think this is what I'm going to go with. So right now I got the Patriots to uh, cover. Mm-hmm. There's sp- or actually no to just win the game. Yeah. Actually, up. I think I'm gonna change that. I think I'm gonna take the. Uh, well, don't. Well, okay. Tell the people what you want. What, what you're gonna do. I I didn't get a full on look on this. So okay. I I think I might actually change it to cover just because I think they will. But. So you're not as confident as them just uh, running straight up. I mean. No, no, I am. I I think they'll. Okay. Win. No, I think that I mean they'll cover the spread. They'll cover the spread. Okay. All right. All right. So, anyways, sorry. And then for uh, Dallas and the Rams, I have uh, the Rams not covering and Dallas being taking the seven. Yeah, taking the seven, yep. And then I my sneaky play where Dugan may not agree with me here. Not at all. Uh, I have the Colts taking the game against the Chiefs. Uh, sneaky play there. Mm-hmm. Could be risky, but that's my risk factor here. And then... I have the Saints covering right now, which I do like here. I think they're just going to take the Eagles and show them what the playoffs is and tell mm-hmm. them now. Yeah, no, I, I, I could see all those happening. No, I mean, like I said, this weekend is interesting because a lot of things could happen. Uh, mine, I have the Chiefs minus five, as you know. I mean, not even being a Chiefs fan, I just think the Chiefs win at home by a touchdown. I just, like I said, I think this is the year it happens. They finally get over the hump. Um, in that game, I like I said, I like the over of 57. It's going to be high scoring. It's going to be a shootout. A lot of points scored. Conversely, the Chargers-Patriots game, I'm torn because I don't really know what could happen. I could see the Chargers winning. I like the over 45.5. I just think enough points get scored in that game to where that happens. And then also, like you said, the Saints minus 8. I think they beat yes. I think they beat the, the Eagles by two touchdowns. You know, I, I just think that this this team is 
destined to at least make it to the uh, NFC Championship game. I think they've they've done enough so far to kind of prove that. Yeah, I like it. So sounds good. All right. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening this week, and we appreciate everyone the support, the likes, the views, um, everything that they have. We want to dedicate this episode to our statistician, Vinny Blasco, our special guest tonight, Rick Harrison back there as well. <laughs> uh, we want to thank everyone that's a part of this, thank and you. we appreciate everyone. And we uh, we'll be back. I think we're gonna try to do it next yeah. week, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll be in. We'll be, we'll in. be back Stay next tuned. week Stay for tuned. the we'll for the championship in. weekend, right? Yeah, Thanks we're not gonna we're not gonna skip out and do two weeks like we didn't do last time. So yeah. we'll we'll we be are, back for we this. Are on vacation. All right, well, enjoy everyone, enjoy the weekend, and have a good time, and we'll be back. Have a good one.